0: I didn't mean to both of you. <laughs> Welcome to One Foot on the Ground. This is Johnny. This
1: is, oh. <laughs> And this is Ashley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we watching today, Johnny?
1: Today we are watching <laughs> Thoroughly Modern Millie. Nineteen sixty seven. Starring Julie Andrews, Carol Mary Channing, Tyler oh. Mayor Tyler Moore, John mm-hmm. Gavin, Beatrice Lilly, James Fox, uh, bunches of fun frickin' people. And I love uh this film.
0: It's directed by um George Roy Hill. Thank you.
1: George yes. Roy Hill, and it Who was also um, directed the Sting. What's that? I'm sorry.
0: He also directed the Sting.
1: Yes, 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 yes. He had a uh, what is it a, mm, an attraction to the 20s? Because uh, he oh did a, yeah, a few I, films.
0: I remember reading it as his nostalgia period.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the 20s, not necessarily, because The Sting wasn't the 20s,
0: was it? Maybe. Was it set in the 20s? It's been can't a while. I remember.
1: It was a great film.
0: Um, So
1: what about this? Oh, so what is this movie about, Ashley?
0: It's about a young Julie Andrews, also known as <laughs> Millie. <laughs> Uh, Who wants to be a a mod, a modern girl, so it's set in the 20s, (laughs) so she wants to be, um, you know, she wants to be a working girl, she wants to be flat chested, have like the... (laughs) The short haircut. She <laughs> wants to be Reese Witherspoon in Chicago. Reese Witherspoon? No, Renee no. Zellweger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but without the the whoring around. Um, oh yeah, well, no, I don't think that was disrespectful she... to Renee Zellweger. <laughs> she she it didn't want to really... be
1: cheeky with anyone.
0: Right. She wanted her goals are to, uh, she she's going out and interviewing her bosses. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Instead of Don't you mean me. the other way around?
0: <laughs> no, sir. Oh, she's super desirable. What she's looking for is a boss to become her husband. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see, she... I'm going to marry my boss. <laughs> You're a modern, thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could have just quoted uh, the whole movie for this.
0: <laughs> so uh, That's what, uh, honestly what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. So, the... Um, yeah and so she's living in this hotel for single women uh, which Uh, was Priscilla. Mm
1: -hmm. yes
0: and she meets uh, a young Mary Tyler Moore who
1: Miss Dorothy
0: yes Miss Dorothy who arrives um, by taxi and when it asks for her dues of 35 cents she's like oh I'll write you a check and the check uh, for what Yeah, the taxi driver's like you don't have change in your pocket, and she's like, "Why no? But I have a checkbook. I've never had change, and so we get the sense that she is really rich." No (laughs) joke. I
1: keep. I want to I want so badly to interrupt (laughs) (laughs) because I (laughs) just uh, let me do it. You have to let me do it. So the very opening, she they drive up to the hotel after the big, you know. number by julie andrews thoroughly modern millie mm-hmm. where she sings about wanting to be modern yes. and she gets her whole makeover mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and the very first dialogue is uh they pull up in the t- cab he gets out he's trying to get her luggage and he says that'll be 35 cents ma'am <laughs> a pen please <laughs> a pen for what to write a check i said 35 cents not 35 dollars who writes a check for 35 cents Oh, I do. <laughs> I could go on, but I'll stop there. But I just, I love the entire exchange. Like, especially like he's arguing with her and
0: she finally finds him. And she, oh, look, a pen. <laughs> and then Julie Andrews comes up and saves the day. Oh, and she's like, oh, I have 35 cents.
1: And then she counts it as she says, 10, 20, 30, five. And then he kind of hesitates, and she said, you did say 35. Yeah, and yeah, he's looking for yeah. a tip. It's not every time you meet a Vanderbilt and a Rockefeller. <laughs> 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 oh, God, it's so good. And that joke didn't I, didn't... I didn't know what that joke meant for the longest time until I finally figured out what it meant. Like, he got... <laughs> The Vanderbilt who will give you money, but it's very like like spot on, and then yeah. you got the Rockefeller that has the money, but they're probably not going to give it to you, <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect. It, it's a funny joke.
0: That somehow, sounds about
1: right? Anyway, I'm so sorry. Keep going.
0: Oh no, you're great. This, <laughs> if, if nobody can tell. Uh, this is John's favorite movie. One of his favorite. Movies. One of one
1: of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is top. <laughs> It's kind of tied with Barry Lyndon, yeah. this one, because I've I've watched this so many times. I love it so much. But <laughs> no.
0: anyway, so, so yeah. yeah. So the story going. goes on with the um, the two women. Uh, Miss Dorothy wants to be an actress, and so she's kind of ho ducking it with like regular people. She's also an <laughs> orphan, which is weird <laughs> because. Yeah. She, uh, she doesn't seem to have worked a day in her life, yet still has a lot of wealth. Um, yeah. But it's, it's super easy to ignore that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and so it builds, uh, we watched these two characters uh, grow with Julie Andrews meeting someone who isn't necessarily an employer, uh, but still quirky and fun and well suited for her. She's completely openly honest, yeah, about it. She's like, "I'm gonna marry my boss," and he's like, "All right, well, I'll be here until then." And she's like, "Okay," (laughs) like, which was super mod. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and yeah, as their story progresses, there's another underbelly story of an underground ring that is abducting young women for slavery, and. I don't know how they know that. <laughs> like, based on the newspaper, the newspaper was like, <laughs> innocent young white, uh, or innocent young girl sold to slavery. And it's like, what happened? <laughs> nobody's, nobody's talking about this. It's a headline. <laughs> well, they read it in the paper. They don't have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, So, we do know that that newspaper connection is also connected with the hotel owner who is a Oh go
1: ahead. Yeah, because that's how the movie opens. Is yeah. Mrs. Mears she um what do you call that?
0: She's yeah, drugging it up to being a woman. <laughs> she chloroforms <laughs> another
1: uh woman, yeah. Who's singing uh, rose colored glasses? That's why I'm looking at the world I through really rose colored
0: glasses. And
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: where it ends. I don't know anything past that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the songs, I, I was expecting more original songs. Yeah. But no. it's fine that there weren't. Because those were mm-hmm. all songs from the, the 20s, you know? Yes.
1: Not necessarily the correct part of the '20s for this movie, but no. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are yeah.
0: correct. There's also like you know like what's her name, Miss uh, Mrs. Mears? Miller, Mrs. Mears. Yes, uh, she is a washed-up actress, a failed oh, wait a actress. Minute. Who? who maybe this is from the the play but she's like a failed actress so, the the manager who is Oh, that
1: was not in the movie. Right.
0: I've never and seen the I, musical. I don't know. Well, I was cuz I was reading I was like, "Ooh, parts of this feel a little problematic, but it is a movie made in the 60s about the 20s." So like, I can't be yeah. like
1: It has it has its problematic moments. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people today would be disappointed in some of the racial stereotypes
0: yeah how the two um her two, henchmen her two henchmen are labeled are in the credits as oriental one and oriental two yes uh in the in the play and they're played by
1: japanese americans which is even funnier because they're supposed to be chinese <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> in the play they have names in the play it's um it's uh bohan and and ching ching that's funny. And I just I was just reading about it because I was reading Pat, about um, protesting uh, the play in like a high school uh, musical. Uh, but there were also things where the guy who wrote who wrote the musical was kind of like those characters should be approached to the script the same way you know the actress who's portraying Millie should approach it. You should not over exaggerate anything or do anything like that. Yeah. Um, like he was like, let me be clear. We are not we did not write it to be racist. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's on you if you like take it that far. Because their songs are in Cantonese and Mandarin. Um or they speak in Cantonese and they sing in Mandarin, or is it or it's vice versa? Either oh, way. I have
1: no idea. Yeah. I honestly the weird thing about the musical mm-hmm. is I honestly had no interest in it. And <laughs> Uh, because,
0: it, 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 because it didn't have Julie Andrews in it?
1: Well, it's just uh, like, I mean, just looking at the song list, I knew that they didn't use a lot of songs from the film. Yeah, so the I knew that they changed the plot. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've always I wanted to know what? I don't think it was changed a ton. Well, I mean, they have to for adaptation, but I mean, like like them having a song and and names
0: and stuff, like, that's they didn't have a song. Like, when did they have a song? Um, Well, they were, I think they fleshed out those characters more. I do
1: know, I do know that um, the part of Mrs. Mears was played by two actresses from Designing Women at two different times uh delta burke played her and uh um i'm blanking completely i love her to death uh crap she passed away um oh my god i'm blanking on her name julia sugar baker uh i
0: don't i you're you're asking the
1: wrong person wow I feel so bad right now that I'm forget I love her so much and I'm forgetting her name.
0: <laughs> uh I could tell you Kristen Chenoweth played um Millie at some point. Oh yeah. I it also won a
1: Tony for Best uh musical that year that it came oh, out. Right so on. It, I mean but it was short lived. It didn't last very long. Um
0: Yeah. I mean it... for
1: for a musical it didn't last very long. Yeah. But yeah. um I don't really know that much about it. I never listened to the sound or the a cast recording or I've never watched any clips. I've seen some images, especially of um, Delta Burke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God damn it. I want to know her name. <laughs> oh my God. It's driving me nuts. What is
0: her name? I don't, I, I can't tell you.
1: Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. Oh my God. I can't believe I forgot that. I adore Dixie Carter. I'm so sorry, Dixie. May you rest <gasps> in peace. Um, she's she's looking over me now with her stare and hating me. (laughs) 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 Like how dare you? How dare you forget my name? Um, but oh, anyway, keep going. What happens? What happens? Did we finish the Uh, the
0: well in the in
1: the like so close, so close, Johnny? (laughs) This is a. I will say this. Like I. To me, uh, I was reading a little bit about this movie today, and this is one of those things where I was a little bit nervous to try to talk about this film because I don't have any negative opinions about it at all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's only when I think about it through somebody else's perspective that I start to get like, oh, this might not be a great movie for everybody. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> if that makes sense
1: like i it's kind of like barry linden like it's a very barry linden is like three hours and five minutes and i don't think a whole lot of people would enjoy sitting down and doing that for three hours and five minutes but this one's two hours and 18 minutes and to me it's what?
0: two hours and 18 minutes Bloody, yeah i had a version that was two and a half hours, two hours Well, you and probably five minutes did with you the have the, the intermission
1: overture? in the yeah yeah okay yeah. so you had sure the full experience well actually now I'm kind of curious about your version because the I've I've talked about this with you before I think like mm-hmm. um there was a roadshow version of the film uh which is the one my mom saw when she was in uh middle school or something I can't remember what grade she was in when that came out, but. Uh, she went to see this in the theater with a friend of hers, and the version that they saw had... Um, <laughs> Ashley's <laughs> microphone is acting funny. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she she went with a girl that basically was not interested in this at all, and it, it's a musical, but in the version that my mom saw, there's a sequence... I know for a fact there's at least one sequence that has been cut, and it was... Um, At the beginning, when she's doing the Thoroughly Modern Millie theme song, basically, the the opening credits, there's a longer sequence where there's dancing in the streets. And my mom's friend was like, oh, please, who would dance in the streets? Like, it doesn't even make sense. (laughs) And I always thought, like, what is she talking about? Like, I had no idea what she was talking about because I've seen the movie a lot. And then I saw... When the I think it's when the DVD came out. There's a trailer, and the trailer has scenes from that in the trailer, but it's not in the film. So I've learned since that it was the roadshow version that had the full length, and then they cut it down for a general theatrical release. So my mom randomly saw the, the roadshow version of it, and uh, the reason I bring this up sort of is because when... They released Sweet Charity on Blu-ray for the first time. It was done by um, Kino, I think. And they released it with two discs, which it does not say this on the packaging at all. Like, it does not say that when you open it up, it's going to have two discs. So when I open it up, it has two discs, and one is the roadshow version, and one is the theatrical version. And I was like, holy shit, please do this for Thoroughly Modern Millie because I would die if I ever got to see the whole thing and um I bring that up also because it's a universal picture and so was Sweet Charity I think at least I think it was I was trying to look for connections because I was like okay well maybe they'll do this at some point yeah. <laughs> um but I was going back to the how other people feel about it I, it's strange because this film has 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Yeah, I saw which that.
1: It's <laughs> kind of interesting because the reviews that I read, everybody loved the movie but they didn't have very nice things to say about it, which was very weird. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, all the reviews are kind of confusing because it's like, wait a minute, did you like the movie or did you not like the movie? I'm very Was confused. it stuff
0: that was like, love the movie but don't confuse me with being a racist? I did not ignore those comments. Or not comments, like well, the credits. And- some of that
1: was, yeah, there was some of that, but there was also like ugh, they had problems with like the last, like they say, the first half of it was all fun and great and cute and then it just kind of got long and boring and that's the part that I don't agree with but at the at the same time like I maybe I can understand why people wouldn't like it but like I said for me I know the entire movie like front to back I know the whole thing yeah. I, I love everything that they say I love all the songs I I mean every single part of this movie I love so it's strange to me to think about it in a critical way, if that makes sense. Like, okay. I, I don't... I mean, I get the criticism, but I don't want to <laughs> because I enjoy it too much. Yeah, you, you you, cover your ears. I cover my ears for that. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. What are you talking about? It's not... It's 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually was surprised about. I, I was yeah. surprised about that. Yeah. I, I would never have guessed that. I also didn't know... Uh, that it's Carol also Channing...
0: a lot of older movies on rotten tomatoes because rotten tomatoes is like fairly new you know and yeah. so a lot of older movies people are i don't think a lot of people are rating stuff on rotten tomatoes like in the moment or like with an honest heart i think they're rating it as far as memory serves well
1: you know? the way i i thought i mean i don't know how rotten tomatoes works i'm not like a tomato expert I don't even like tomatoes but oh, tomatoes I are so good. oh god no and I don't like ketchup I do like tomato sauce for spaghetti though uh, <laughs> anyway not the point so I, I always thought that it was like how do I like uh, they rev- like New York Times reviews the film when it comes out And that's the one that they would use, like when they're adding in their data bank, some nerd is like, oh, look, there's a review from Thoroughly Modern Millie, their tomato meter. Like, so my under, like, that's what I understood about those. I, I don't feel like it would be modern audiences reviewing the movie. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, I, I just took it as the, the reviews that were on the site are what, what into the meter because you'll find oh, reviews on on old movies, like you'll find reviews on *Singing in the Rain*. You know, like
1: like new ones.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Oh, see, I don't. I didn't know that. I thought it was, I thought they pulled the ratings from publications.
0: That's far more sophisticated than I gave them credit for. I mean, I could be I mean, wrong. You could be know. right. I honestly it don't a know. Picture of the two.
1: I mean, that's how I understood it. And because it's based on nine reviews. And I was like, well, only nine some papers reviewed this
0: movie. I had such difficulties (laughs) finding this movie, as you know, like it was it was tough. It was like, hello, Netflix. And Netflix was like, oh, you can get it. But on DVD. And it was the same. I was like HBO, Hulu, Amazon. They're all like, get the DVD. (laughs)
1: Oh, Yeah. Well, it's—I don't think it's a very popular movie, to be honest. No, so I think, nine
0: reviews sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even it, is, it did it's so well, tricky and it's because it—it it um—it had oscar it had Oscar it, wins. Carol Channing won an
1: Oscar. No, 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 she won a Golden Globe. Oh. Which I had no idea that she was even nominated. So that made me so happy to know that Carol Channing got a Golden Globe for this. This is the uh, first movie she had been in. She was and nominated she for
0: an Oscar, apologies. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. yeah. The,
1: but I will say the only Oscar that this won was for Elmer Bernstein for the incidental music that he did. And it's the only Academy Award he ever won, which is alarming to me. <clears throat> but I will say that the incidental music that he wrote for this film is so fucking good and I'm pissed. I am so pissed that there is not a, like a score. Like a recording of the score that you can purchase or whatever.
0: There, there isn't?
1: No, there's only the soundtrack that has the songs.
0: Oh, okay. But there's
1: not one with the score. Because that's one of my favorite parts. I mean, everything's my favorite part in this particular movie. So I'm going to say yeah. that a lot. But the, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the incidental score, like it, when he's climbing the building to see Millie. Which is very nineteen twenties, and he has that brilliant twenties kind of, you know, dun 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 dun. It's so good. What? <laughs> <I,
0: laughs> describe to me what you meant by that. <laughs> I was humming the song or whatever. Oh, but. I thought you were trying to describe his overall demeanor. I was like, he's no. a cool baby. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool, I thought you were t- trying Jimmy. to tell me that he was like a knight on a horse galloping up to save the No, lady.
1: no, no. I was I was actually <laughs> trying to imitate the music, but I guess I didn't do that very well. No, um, not at all, John. <laughs> <laughs> actually, with with this film and this is how nerdy I am about this particular movie. I have I ripped the audio from the DVD Mm-hmm. For the entire film. I broke it up into tracks. And it's on my iTunes. I listen to it at work a lot. Or on walks.
0: That tracks like, a... I'll just yeah.
1: listen to literally the audio for this movie. Start to finish. And that's where like I love the music. I think it's so much fun just to hear it. So even though it has sound effects and dialogue mixed in. It's still fantastic. Like even the way it starts. The opening Universal logo. Like it has that amazing opening i i can't explain it exactly but you'd have to hear it (laughs) it's so good maybe i'll drop some of it in the in the episode
0: i and i this movie was more fun than i was expecting it to be and it was more like the reviews you're you're talking about that said it just kind of fell flat i kind of agree with you more than that john because it maybe like dips in the middle where we are watching Millie play, played by Julie Andrews, uh, meet this Jimmy character who is like a great dude for her, they are having a blast. And she, but she's looking the other way because she has a plan and he doesn't yeah. fit into that plan. Yeah. And like as it goes as it goes through and we're watching her pull further away from Jimmy. Even though it's probably not the best idea, like you as an audience member know. Even Well, but it's also
1: complicated.
0: Right. So all right. Well let's let's then get into it. Jimmy's like a cool guy. He teaches her this tapioca dance that he makes on the fly. Oh
1: my god, the tapioca.
0: It it (laughs) was ridiculous. I hated it when it started and then I loved it when it ended. Like I I ended up loving the the tapioca song. I I love it when the records are skipping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! I love it so much.
1: I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love everything about it.
0: And he, you know, he does the dance. They have a great time. I loved, by the way, the editing in this movie. So oh, it's so good. The the direction, but like especially the editing. How what are those cuts called? Masking cuts, where she would go into to go shop. She would go in the door, and then she would come out with like a different outfit. Like in, oh, yeah, in like yeah. seconds, <clears throat> and when she met Jimmy that night, and they they left to go driving around in his car, and uh, don't his, you his... love driving on the wrong side of the road? Like, oh my <laughs> it's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and we see Jimmy like even more of like a wild but lovable character. It's and, his it's his
1: employer's red roadster, by the way.
0: Yes. Just
1: for clarification.
0: <laughs> yes, and um, machines like gloves should only be, or should only be two colors, either black or white. Are you sweet on him? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when they when they go and when they get to what is it like make out point or
1: whatever. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And they're in the car. This was my favorite scene. Where.
1: Oh my god, he, I love this part.
0: Like Millie and Jimmy are making out and then they go down below we have like an outside view of this convertible roadster And it's Uh, a
1: stationary shot.
0: It doesn't move. Yeah. Yes And they're they're making out and they go down below like the the door panel and they come up in different spots and they keep talking Millie keeps protesting but then also Like forgetting about her protests or just being like ah, you know what like it's fine. And they keep making out and then going down. And she comes back up, and she's still trying to talk, but still infatuated with him and making out with him. And each time they go down, they come back up in a different, in a different place. And I loved it. And I loved like at the end, she's like they. She rises in the back seat, and he rises in the front seat. Hilarious. It's the rumble seat. She
1: she rises in the rumble seat. Yes. (laughs) If anybody, I don't know if people know what that is. The rumble seat. Is um, in a t- car from the period would be kind of like the trunk. Like the rumble seat would be closed most of the time, but you would open it up if you had more people in the car than. Does that make sense? Like you needed an extra seat because you had an extra person, so you would open are up you, the rumble are seat. Are you
0: talking about like jumper seats? Like how you pull, <clears throat> like it pulls out? Yeah, like a, like a jumper seat pulls out on the, the well, I back of the it. Had jumper seats, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, it, it's it's hard to explain if you ha- if you don't see the car, but it's kind of like a.
0: It's uh it's, it leaves you with an open space to put things, groceries, it looks clothes, like, yeah, it whatever. Look, yeah, yeah. You can pull out. There's a seat that like retracts inside. You can pull it out so that somebody can sit. Should you have, a third person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, well actually cuz wait a minute. Is it I'm trying to think of how big that car is cuz I thought there was the two seats in the front, there was the back seat, which is where they were making out, and then there's the rumble seat, which is on the back of it's like I said it's kind of like the trunk. Yeah. And you would pull it oh, down. Then maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I mean maybe I'm stupid, I don't know.
0: No, you're not stupid.
1: Is there a picture of it on IMDb? <laughs> Ooh, I can't. Uh, can't I play. have my iPad here. The rumble uh, seat there's... is like
0: an old station wagon seat that, that pops up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: anyway. So, yeah, back. it's basically like a, it's in the back. And it's, it's yeah. just, it's not connected to the rest of the car at all. So it's funny that she pops up. From that seat, and Jimmy pops up backwards, and he's like, What? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs>
1: and at one point, like, uh, her beauty spot. Because she, well, the whole, <laughs> because you see her transition at the very beginning from um, basically she looks like Mary Poppins at the very opening. She's in late uh, 1800s kind of looking garments.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's or
1: early 1900s, I guess.
0: We... She had done Mary Poppins before this, and she was like most known for it, wasn't she? She had done. Um... Yeah, Mary <clears throat> Poppins was 1964, so. Yeah, she, she also was like... then she
1: did Sound of Music was after Mary because Mary Poppins was her first film, and she was nominated against uh, Audrey Hepburn for My Fair Lady because Julie was supposed to have been in My Fair Lady, but they needed somebody that had been in films before. to carry the picture, so they picked Audrey, and there's a whole story about that, but we can do that when we do one of those other movies, but (laughs) she uh, (laughs) but anyway, so but uh, Julie ended up winning for her first performance, which was Mary Poppins, so she won an Academy Award for Best Actress for Mary Poppins but then she did The Sound of Music which obviously was huge and then, I mean, I think she did other ones in between but then Millie was after those two
0: yeah, no, she was on the up and up in the 60s. Yeah,
1: this was this was at the height of her success as yeah, an actress. She did a huge box office, office draw.
0: 1974 after this. I
1: think it was Victor Victoria, right? I
0: think so. I'm I not think. looking. Right Cuz she, she did
1: she did Darling my... Lily and um, Star after this and those flopped terribly. They were big box office bombs. Uh but interesting, Darling Lily was directed by Blake Edwards, who I don't know exactly at what point, but that was, she married him and they were together until he passed away. Oh. Yeah. So they were they were together for I'm sorry I'm making weird noises, it's my table. If you hear that people, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Anyway, so at the very opening of this movie, she, she basically transitions from a Mary Poppins looking character to a flapper yes. during the opening sequence. Like she's noticing as she's walking around how unfashionable she is. And this is the part that I don't think comes through in the movie because it never occurred to me that she was um, like a small town girl that moved to New York City to live notice- in the big oh. city. What? I'm sorry? I said,
0: didn't you notice the curls?
1: I mean, yeah, but I, I I didn't... I mean, especially as a kid, it didn't... I don't know. It didn't occur to me that that was what was... I, I don't exactly know what I thought, but I just knew that she was out of fashion and she wanted to be in fashion.
0: I um, thought that she was coming from a convent. Uh, a con... Uh, a convent. Convent. I can't say. It. I can't words.
1: But if you look at any of the the promotional material for this movie like the soundtrack has a whole booklet in it and uh, there was the roadshow tour program which i own and uh <laughs> of course there's also a novelization which i own uh <laughs> i have photographs i will post them on our social medias for everybody um but they they basically describe her as a small town girl that moves to the big city and she wants to be modern so this that's what happens in the opening credits but like i said if you're not really paying attention to because it's one of those things where you're hearing julie Andrews sing a very fun song that you want to sing along to so watching all the stuff that she does in the opening credits can kind of get lost if that makes sense yeah um so it took me a couple of times watching it growing up then I was like oh now I get it like now I know what's going on like first she kind of looks around, and they do it beautifully like the whole movie is a spoof on the 20s and I think it spoofs the 20s better than anything I've ever seen because it has the like <laughs> she'll be looking around at other girls that are more fashionable and then she looks at herself and then she'll look right up at the camera and then they'll cut away to um, the... a, a card to read like you would in a silent film Yes. So she's like, like at one point she, (laughs) one of my favorites is she, she's looking around and like all the girls have flat chest and her beads, like their beads are hanging perfectly. And then when she looks back at hers, it's like one, they're going in between her boobs. One's going around one of her boobs. One's they're going, yeah, it's just, the beads are always different. And she finally looks up the camera and she says... Uh gee, I wish my fronts weren't so full. They sure ruin the line of my beads. <laughs> and then she sees a silhouette shop where they sell uh corsets that'll uh,
0: flatten your chest. Lessen,
1: flatten your chest. Yeah. So she buys one and then she comes out and she's all excited and she's posing with her beads that are hanging perfectly. Uh and then she goes to buy cigarettes and, <laughs> and her corset pops. So her boobs pop out and her beads go flying. And the cigarette salesman is like, you know, gives a double take at them. <laughs> it's one of my fa- that's I because I've mentioned this before, but this is one of my favorite things ever. And when I was a kid, I always asked my mom about the movie with the boobs that popped.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I was like, that's the scene.
1: <laughs> that is it. That's the moment.
0: She she fixates a lot on her full chest throughout. Yeah the film she's always like looking at the camera and being like why does it got to be like the rich women that are so flat chested like ugh.
1: i love all of the the silent film cards yeah like they're so funny like the one where she's um walking through the office when she's trying to get a job and she's gonna meet with um uh trevor Graydon for the first time and yeah. she's walking through and everybody is just like at their typewriters and they're not like, they're staring at her like she's nuts because she's wearing, like, this ridiculous 20s flapper girl outfit trying to get a job as a stenographer. Yeah. And everybody's, like, in their turtleneck-looking dresses and very conservative and not flashy. So she looks crazy walking through this office, and she looks at the camera, and it says, gee, I can't wait for the Christmas party. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I love it. Uh
0: yeah, and then and then that's where that's where we meet Trevor, who um, babyface. Oh who my is, god, uh, I love it! Very, very pretty. And he is a very
1: attractive gentleman.
0: And she pa- is played
1: by John Gavin.
0: Yeah, she's very. Um, yeah, she's very taken by him. You all right?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Jason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's very taken with him. And, you know, she's got flutters. She's like, this is the job because, you know, she's turned down other jobs for multitude of reasons. Oh, she has a
1: list okay. and she crosses out the names with like notes, like yep. rounder, mama's boy, yeah. uh, pincher. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Buried, other. <laughs> <laughs> it's very
1: funny. Like this is, that's <laughs> what I'm saying about this movie. There's so much detail that yeah. it's it's not something that you would pick up necessarily on the first viewing for the most part. There's I a picked lot it up on the first
0: here. viewing, John.
1: <laughs> well, you're a smart lady, too. Utterly mad um, <laughs> defensive. <laughs> there's just tons of stuff in here that is it's hysterical. And like I said, I didn't get a lot of the jokes for a long time, especially if you don't know a lot of stuff about the time period and um there was one joke
0: that felt like a period joke that i meant to look up and i did not and i can't remember what it was now but i think it came from um carol carol channing i can't remember what it was anyway yeah so she uh, she's like this is my dude and um and he doesn't seem to be taken with her i think she's not at all she's he's kind very of a weirdo because she's like she's like very forward and he's very like business and he day, just
1: looks at her as a a fellow employee not necessarily yeah, like unattractive women lady. are
0: equals now right well uh,
1: supposedly yeah
0: that's <laughs> what that's her line for the first time uh women are finally equal to men
1: Basically, yeah she says yeah. what is it meeting men on their own terms <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so they she leaves work he follows but not necessarily following her and she is met up with her new friend uh mary tyler moore i can't remember her name miss dorothy miss dorothy brown from california yes and trevor (laughs) miss dorothy yes miss yes because she's She's single single lady (laughs) Trevor uh, Trevor meets eyes with her. She makes eyes back. They have a chat. They decide that they should meet up somewhere. And Julie Andrews is like, oh my goodness, my first date with Trevor. Let's go.
1: That is one of my favorite things ever. Like She's so oblivious to what's going on. Uh, but she was bringing because basically Mayor Tyler Moore was having a bad time with the, uh, the theater scene because all the directors wanted to do was take liberties.
0: And Sinful. Her. yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> so she said, you know, you need to abandon yourself and cut your hair. So she was going to take her to the Mad Cat Beauty Spot to get her hair smartly bobbed. And... <laughs> <laughs> I know this movie too well. <laughs> so she, that's what she was doing at uh, Millie's job. And... Trevor Graydon of course, is like, "Oh God, no, you can't cut that beautiful hair it'll you know uh what does he say? um I should know this oh. <laughs> rob a, a man from playing with those adorable curls um, anyway, so they're gonna he's going take her Trevor. out to the to the hippodrome to see the uh the shows, but not if the comics are on because that might be too much for her sensitive ears uh." <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> but I love when um, what is it when they meet for the first time uh, Miss Dorothy and Trevor Graydon and like I said Millie's completely because she's trying to negotiate with a taxi guy because like, she's paying him because of course Miss Dorothy can't pay him because she only has a checkbook and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> while she's doing that they're doing uh, they met eyes and they you hear not them singing but like obviously in their head and it's all sweet mystery of life at last I found thee <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so funny um what was that
0: I I was going to say something but then you said um and I was like no he's going to finish something and I was like
1: no oh I had like a weird it might have just been my headphones there was a loud noise
0: oh was it me popping my knuckle in that moment oh
1: god I like, no I hope not <laughs> because that would have been very loud.
0: I oh. think it was just a
1: glitch in the audio in my headphones. Okay. It's
0: not a big deal. <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to point out that a lot of the music, if most of it, like outside of the tapioca and um, Carol Channing, there's not a lot of uh, singing. For this musical, not a lot of on-screen singing. It's mostly in the characters' heads.
1: Yeah, this is like a. This is a. I, I don't know. I would say this is kind of like the. I'm trying to say the right words here. It's it's a movie musical. It's not necessarily like it was not adapted from a stage play, so people don't outright sing.
0: It, it <clears throat> was. It was adapted from a from a play well
1: no it was supposed to have been george roy who wanted to make a film version of the boyfriend and he couldn't get the rights because they were too expensive so he's like well i'll just make my own version so he made this instead
0: i thought it and was he uh was... chrysanthemum the uh, uh a musical called chrysanthemum if i thought is what they
1: i read that today and i had never heard that before so i'm not familiar with that but (laughs) therefore it doesn't exist (laughs) therefore it's not true uh but i was saying like this was specifically written for a film it wasn't like like i said it wasn't adapted from like a broadway musical right does that make sense so they use a lot of songs from the 20s and they used they wrote what two two original songs i think it was thoroughly modern millie and uh
0: the one uh, about tapioca uh... Oh, I thought it was the one about Jimmy. It was a song about Jimmy, Jimmy.
1: I can't remember. Maybe Jimmy was new, too. Maybe. But I know most of the other songs were just popular songs from the 20s, uh, including the ones that Carol Channing sang, which I thought was hysterical because I had no idea. I was like, really? Because those sounded so written for this movie. So when I learned that they were actual songs, I was like, oh, that's so weird. I can't imagine anybody else singing those. In fact, I've heard somebody saying Do It Again, and it was so bizarre. I was like, oh, please don't do that. That's Carol Channing's song from now on. Also, a side note, I just thought about this. Uh, when we, we visited Epcot once in the 90s, it was early 90s, and <clears throat> it was one of those times, like they have every summer, they have like the summer concert series where they have like famous people come out and perform like a couple years ago i saw sheila e there which was awesome um but they have like you know boys to men backstreet boy usually like one of those novelty acts that from a time period where you're like oh wow that'd be cool to see them but you know anyway whatever but they had carol channing and i was so excited i could not believe that i was going to see and then we missed it because we were on the other side of the park when it started. And we didn't get there in time.
0: Aww.
1: <laughs> and I was, and to this day, I've just, oh my God, it's devastating that I didn't get to see Carol Jane. And then, of course, she, re- she recently passed away. I think it was last year she passed away. But she was, oh my goodness, she lasted a long time. And she was still uh, right on top of that rose until the end. Uh, they did a documentary about her, which is super fantastic. I, th- It might be on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was about Carol Channing. You should definitely look it up if it's out there and watch it. It's amazing. But she was most known for playing um, Dolly from Hello, Dolly. Like, she originated that part. Okay. And that was another situation, kind of like the My Fair Lady situation, where Carol Channing was... Su- she should have been in the film but she had never been in a film so they skipped over her and asked Barbara Streisand to do it and she did and uh Carol Channing ended up in Thoroughly Modern Millie and of course everybody loved her in Thoroughly Modern Millie who doesn't love Carol Channing She's great. Channing was... She's so over the top. She's so fantastic. She's this whole film is definitely like I think I feel like if you're not um, an older white lady or a gay man, you have no interest in this movie. <laughs> like it's like women my mother's age who remember the movie, and mm-hmm. gay men are probably the only people that will ever talk about this movie. Because <laughs> I even when the musical came out, it really didn't it resurface. Did well. it no, did
0: no, 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 well, the musical. Oh, you mean the Broadway... Yeah, yeah, When
1: that came out, I was expecting all kinds of stuff to come up for this. Like a special edition DVD, some commentary, an anniversary, like a something. And nothing happened. They did eventually release the DVD.
0: I think that but... they could do a remake of it, and so long as they, like, update it. Instead of, you know...
1: Well, first of all, I should direct this. Uh, just putting that out there right now.
0: Well, then, That's my
1: copyright. Then <laughs> nobody else can do it. <laughs> how dare uh, you? Then go how do dare it you suggest it? No,
0: I well, how dare I suggest it? John, you would make it exactly the same.
1: <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> I actually thought much. about this. I thought about this years and years ago, like when I was late teens. I did think about the fact that this could be remade and i honestly think that it would be interesting to do it in a mod- not in the 20s i think it'd be more interesting no, to do it no it would be it modern yeah in a modern uh, time period of course at the time it was the 90s when i was thinking about it but um,
0: no so i Billy think was be- going in and buying Jenko pants <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and getting a Chelsea haircut
1: <laughs> uh, something I mean something to that effect but I think I think but I also think that this storyline because I always thought of it like when I realized that it was a small town girl coming into the big city that was the story that I thought would be interesting to tell and make it more clear that that's what happened like I mean they do mention that well you know, there's
0: there's that but there's also her her planning around her boss being someone that she's going to marry her plans like her, her she's not planning for work she's planning out love but she's also not taking love into consideration like when yeah. carol channing's character gives her that like lecture and like becomes a mentor to- toward her and tells her about oh, the how... glass
1: green, the glass
0: yeah, green, green glass brooch. and emeralds. Like, yeah, she would have been happy with green glass even though she loves emeralds. Uh and, <laughs> well I in, in truly regard do to prefer her late emeralds. husband. <laughs> yeah, her late husband when she met him, she didn't know he was a millionaire. Yeah. And she thought that he had stolen uh, the the brooch. the brooch that he gave her. She had lent it to a friend. A friend went on a date with a the jeweler. They learned that it was emeralds and not green gra- and green glass. And she, like, urged him to take it back because, you know, she didn't want him to get in trouble for stealing.
1: Uh, <laughs> and that's when he told me he was a real multimillionaire, even though he didn't look like it to a girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's so sweet. She's like, follow your heart. It just works out. But I would have been just as happy had it been green glass. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, sort of what she instills into Millie. And Millie's like, oh, you know what? She's right because I'm very happy with the paperclip guy, (laughs) even though he's not a millionaire. I Because Jimmy
1: supposedly sells paperclips. Well, she assumed paperclips. He said he, what did he say? He, He said paperclips. No, I feel like he said that he sells steel or something. He says something about steel and she says, oh, like paperclips. And he's like, yeah. And so, from then yeah. on, it was that he was... That's what he sold well, was paperclips. He
0: had repeated that to somebody else. He repeated paperclips to someone. I could become the paperclip king. Yeah. And you'll be my nice stenog. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: It's so good.
0: Yeah, so, she decides, like, yeah, I, I... You know what? She's right. I should stop, you know, fighting it. I am really happy with him. And... I thought that that was, like, that was, like, the core of the movie. And then there's that whole abduction plot.
1: (laughs) Well, this this is the thing. This is what... Okay, so, yeah, updating this to a modern movie would be fun. And basically, it would just be step up. So they've kind of already done it. So we don't really need to remake this movie. But um, because I feel like the reason that this is so successful as a film is that it is the detail of the humor for the time period that they're making fun of. Like, it, I, I don't think that, like I said, it would just be kind of a, just a typical uh, bromance movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there would be that much special about it. I mean, if you did it the right way, it could be fun. But I think that it's the detail in what they're saying. Because, like... Mm-hmm. we're talking about this in a very general sense but there are is so much that happens in this movie like there's subplots and there's things going on in the background you got the slavery thing you've got and it kind of is one of those things where the slavery thing is in the background until a certain point and then you're like right. oh crap all that was happening too and now miss dorothy is in trouble like yeah we like, and
0: we saw from the <clears throat> very beginning we knew that Miss um, Mears was a part of this ring where she was taking all the single women orphans that didn't have family. Yeah, yeah. And abducting them and then checking them out of the hotel and being like, I haven't seen them, they left. You know? And she just
1: checked out, but she only just checked in. Peas <laughs> went back to
0: Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. So she Yeah, we see her abducting people, putting them in the laundry baskets, putting the laundry baskets into the back of a laundry car with her two henchmen, and we see them drive off. And throughout the feature, we see her trying to spike Miss Dorothy's punch and...
1: (laughs) It's my own recipe. ...other
0: things, like her apples. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, she tries to give her an apple. She tries to give her... uh, She tries to... Yeah.
1: Smoke her room
0: out. Yes, but makes herself fall asleep.
1: Oh my god, it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, the oh. whole, the whole plot of, or mm, I guess the mystery part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we know about the abductions, but and we know that it's obvious that Miss Dorothy is eventually going to get duped, drugged, doped. I'm sorry, doped, not duped. Yes. <laughs> Quite literally, duped, do, doped. Um, but the under mystery... See, this is what I'm saying. There's so many things that are going on. So you get like a weird sense of things from Miss Dorothy. And Jimmy is also... I wouldn't say he's necessarily mysterious. um, Because I think he hid things better but we're, we're about to spoil the crap out of this movie but <laughs> people aren't coming here for <coughs> non people aren't coming here for the non spoilers <laughs> seven film uh Jimmy and uh Mary's Heller-Moore are, are related are related they're brother and sister and they are Mr. Van Helsmeer which is Muzzy's which <laughs> Carol Channing uh They're her stepchildren. Yeah. Uh, She married Mister Van Mister Van Housen. Is it Van Housen? Yeah. Mister Yeah. Um. She married after uh, their mother passed away. So, anyway, so yeah. (laughs) But you don't know that. Into
0: the real world, just as she did, or well, she she sent them out
1: like her dad did to go undercover and try to be acting poor.
0: Yeah, find somebody. Um, but this is this love. is
1: why you figure out like Jimmy didn't necessarily, oh, he said he sold office supplies. I think. What did he say at the beginning? Now I'm blanking on that. Anyway, not the point. So <laughs> Oh, there's so many things. Okay, so <sighs> you don't know that basically until the very 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 until end the, of the
0: very end but i thought that it tracked totally fine with jimmy and carol channing because they are both such eccentric people you know yeah like and they both mean, act like eccentrically wealthy people and that he's thought... always like trying new things. She loves the new experiences. Jimmy's like, don't you love like they're they're always having first together? And I was like, okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah,
1: part. I can see them being ri- like, yeah, like yeah. she she was and... definitely part of his upbringing for sure. Uh, Mary <laughs> yeah. Tyler Moore is more of the obvious rich girl
0: yeah and so the daughter it's of like a wealthy oh man. there there's that plot hole yeah it's kind of like one of those
1: things where it's very obvious but that she's loaded <laughs> that she's loaded she has money and yeah. they can't really they don't really exactly explain it but anyway uh but when they go to the big party uh the big the big crazy party in long island at, uh, the mansion, which yeah. is Carol Channing's house. Uh, the cottage, if you will. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> which they use a plane to go... I mean, there's a plane sequence, a plane chase sequence. It is so much fun. It's such a fun fucking movie. <laughs> but anyway, they... Um, <laughs> and the score for that sec- segment is so good. It's so fun. Um, but... And that's where you get the famous, because uh, basically they're being chased in the air by a, a enemy plane, sort of. It's a black and white checkered plane, and it's chasing them while they're trying to get to the mansion. And <laughs> then eventually it pulls up next to them, and the music switches, and it's hysterical, and it's just fun music. And you see Muzzy for the first time, which is Carol Channing, and she's got her champagne glass and champagne bottle, and she's hanging out the sun <laughs> and she says, "Raspberries!" And... <laughs> so much fun! And of course, Millie's just like starstruck, like, what? What is this? Anyway, she... and then, when they get down on the ground, and they're meeting at the plane or whatever, she says, welcome! Welcome, everybody! Welcome! so much fun but um the cover story is that Jimmy is the son of the gardener and he was meant to take over that family business but didn't yeah and uh so he that's how he's familiar with the whole situation uh Mayor Tyler Moore is supposed to be the outsider like they're not supposed to know who she is so she doesn't have a connection as far as we know right um but it's kind of one of those things where, especially after you watch it the first time and you go back and watch it again, it's very obvious that what's going on, but like Mary Tyler Moore shows up to the party in like this beautiful dress and Mary, uh, uh, Millie is like, where did you get that dress? And she said, I rang for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I love one of my favorite quotes in the entire movie. Actually, there's a couple. But this one, when she shows up at the party and she sees Maritana Moore in her spectacular dress and then she looks at her own and she's like, at the gates of real society in a plaid dress. And I honestly feel like that is... It should be stamped on my forehead. Like, I'm at the gates of real society in a plaid dress. Like, (laughs) I don't quite fit in. She did look fine. But that's the whole point. That's why it's funny. Um, So, while they are... At this party, um, they encounter one of the villains of the piece, which is um, Judith Tremaine. And like I said, in retrospect, you understand her situation. Like, she wants to marry Jimmy, but because he's wealthy, even though we don't know that at the moment. But, um, so Judith is after the money. Does that make sense? She does not like Mary Tyler Moore. It's very obvious. And Mary Tyler Moore doesn't like her because she knows what's going on. Um, right.
0: Well, I, I guess everybody knows except for Millie.
1: Every, yeah, everybody knows what's going on except for Millie. Millie's the only one that doesn't know. And actually, oh my God, I forgot. This is a, this is a pivotal scene in the entire movie. This is the soy sauce scene. So, <laughs> she tries to- <laughs> So early on, uh, this is what I'm saying about the detail in the writing of this movie. Like, in order to get why the soy sauce is funny, there's an earlier scene where Mrs. Mears was about to chloroform um, Miss Dorothy. But she was caught by Millie, who had been out in the Red Roadster, when she shouldn't have been. Very, very late. You shouldn't be up. Uh, (laughs) But she basically was covering... Uh, by with her little bottle of chloroform and her rag, and she said, oh, there's a spot here on the floor, and I just have to get it out. And so she gets down on the floor and starts scrubbing, and Millie's like, oh, wow, I don't see a thing. What kind of cleaner is that? And she looks up at her, and she says, soy sauce. So later, at this big party, uh, Judith Tremaine was eyeballing Carol Channing's uh, diamond ring, which was massive.
0: Mm. That, so, one, that was brilliant. Loved it. I was, like, that was
1: so so good she, <laughs> so she, she goes over to her and she said, "Um, you know, oh my gosh, your ring is so beautiful. How big is it?" And she said, "Oh, about two quarts." And then it starts shooting water out onto Judith Tremaine, who's wearing a ton of mascara. The mascara runs down onto her dress, and she starts freaking out. She's like. <laughs> She's like, this is my dress from Paris. How am I ever gonna get the stain out? And Millie's like, oh, I have just the thing. And then it cuts to everybody's just kind of like having a good time at the party, and all of a sudden Judith Germain runs out from the house. Soy sauce. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> She's covered my Paris gown with soy sauce. <laughs> and she's trying to apologize. She said, you. She's talking to uh, Carol Chase. She said, you, you invited a stupid shop girl to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so basically she almost blew everybody's cover in that moment. Because she's like, you know, I'll tell you what's going around here, you boob. And um, mm-hmm. which are the words that she says, by the way. Yeah. But she's interrupted by another Asian man. T uh, T.T. And T will show you out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so he gets rid of her. So you almost got all the, the skinny on the information.
0: Yeah, you kind of were like, what is that? What's that supposed to mean? What's uh, going on? Uh, yeah. And there's like it and it piques your suspicion in like a good way so that everything kind of like falls into place a little bit better.
1: Yes. But the, the whole thing is, is after Carol Channing has her pep talk with Millie in the garden about the glass jewelry. Um Millie sings the song Jimmy, which is the first time I think she sings to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Well except for the tapioca that Jimmy sang. But she sings Jimmy and she basically is admitting that she does love Jimmy and she should probably just give up on her stupid, you know, Trevor Graden situation. And just marry Jimmy, and she's gonna flourish her way over to Jimmy's room. But then he sees Mary Tyler Moore going into Jimmy's room, and they're acting all sneaky.
0: Well, and you she's also... like, oh
1: shit, they're fucking what?
0: With what's <clears> her name <throat> right before that with uh Janet, uh so when she had come over and talked to Jimmy about being the son of the gardener and like maybe he should like follow in the gardener's footsteps and this and that and uh um, oh yeah there was Millie, a lot of weird yeah millie's like maybe he prefers paperclips like go fuck yourself whatever this is like go and then she's like prop, 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 and she goes back goes looks back to jimmy and she made a comment and i can't quite remember what it was but she said it took my breath away and and mary tyler more oh, like, <laughs> clearly not, not all of it yeah. not
1: completely miss <laughs> tremaine no, not completely and then she walks away and as she's walking away, uh, Mayor Tyler Moore says bitch (laughs) and Jimmy's like, oh I love you Miss Dorothy
0: yeah, and he (laughs) kisses her
1: yeah and of course uh, Millie's just oblivious to what's going on well yeah,
0: but but Millie gets a little jealous, she's like that's weird, also I'm jealous
1: (laughs) there's a couple of things here uh, to bring up. So when I was a kid, I told you my mom taped this off of television for me onto a tape. Yes. And when that happened, it was on the Disney Channel. So they edited things out of the movie for the Disney Channel. And w- the two things that were edited out, and there's only two, uh, and it's so ridiculous. I mean, believe me, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. So when they are first arriving and they all get into uh, Muzzy's car. And at one point, Julie Andrews looks up at the ceiling of the car, and there's a naked version of Carol Channing is sitting in clouds with some cherubs all around her. And <laughs> of course. They cut that out. Uh so they cut that out. So when she looks up at the ceiling in the Disney version, it just there's no point to it. Um and then later, when she says, Bitch, they cut that out so you don't exactly know why Jimmy all of a sudden goes over and starts loving oh, on Miss Dorothy. Oh, they didn't
0: replace it with another, like... No, they didn't insult? give her
1: anything. So Judith just walks away, and then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I love you, Miss Dorothy. And, like, you're like, what? Okay. Well, cool. <laughs> so I had no idea that those things were in it. So when I got the VHS years later, like the official one, not, not a mm-hmm. copy... Yeah. Um, I got it, and I watch it, and I was like oh my God, there's things in here I didn't know. And those are literally, I mean, they're so minute, but at the same time, I almost died. I couldn't believe that there was stuff I hadn't seen. Uh, and this is why I say like at the dance sequences that are cut out, like I would be in heaven if I could see the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. not the point. So um, so these are all, just like I'm saying, there's all these details in, in the way that it was written so that there's all these funny things that pop up because of things that happened earlier. It's very well done, but
0: those are are called callbacks. Exactly. There's a lot of callbacks. (laughs) Or as Dickens would say foreshadowing. Um, So, well, I I think callbacks are in references to uh, jokes.
1: Oh, true. Uh, I made the
0: noise so that uh, the audio listeners knew that I was winking. (laughs)
1: She she was in fact winking. I'm not very good at that. I'm not a very literary person. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. I'm tired. So, (laughs) so let's see here. So do 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 do. Things happen. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, No. They get
0: thinks that uh Jimmy and Dorothy are boning down.
1: They're boning down. She gets pissed, and then and then. That's when they find Mrs. Mears passed out in Miss Dorothy's room. And Millie's like, oh, well, fuck you. Deal with it. And (laughs) then Miss Dorothy knocks on her door. And she's like, I'm so sorry if I did something. I didn't mean to. And Millie has her whole internal conversation with herself, basically saying, well, I did have my plans to marry my boss. So I really shouldn't be mad. You didn't do anything wrong. So I forgive you. Oh, my gosh. And she said, but... Uh, I must be something. What did she say? I have. I must be more callous, or something. No, she needs to be uh, more
0: callous. Yeah, she needs to develop a uh, uh, callous, a thicker skin. Yeah.
1: To, and, to things uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, like, tomorrow I'm going to be, um, ah, shit. What does she say? Um. What, well, anyway? She she yeah, decides she's going she, to be. She goes higher. More.
0: And and starts to pursue yeah. even Harder. She's
1: like, fun. I'm gonna. I'm not fucking around no more. And this is my... Oh, so we forgot to mention that in, <laughs> in order for the elevator to work in this hotel that they live in, which is the Priscilla Hotel, which is where single ladies go, which also, also, I got to point this out, the Priscilla Hotel is at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it is across from the Mummy ride, I believe. And I can't tell you, I almost passed out. Long We walked by... And I was like, "Oh my God, the Priscilla Hotel!" <laughs> like I was so excited, and I took so many pictures. <laughs> I was course, like, oh, God. And it is actually, I believe, it's a restaurant that you can go and eat in. But I didn't do that. But I should did have. Did it have, have an elevator
0: that some rock or uh, that some showgirls broke? <laughs> some showgirls used routine. to
1: practice their routines here and did something to the machinery. <laughs> and then miss dorothy of course loves it because she's like well in the ritz elevator all you do is go up and down so <laughs> so basically you have to dance to get this thing to go up and down yeah. so
0: um, you just have to keep stomping and so they do yeah they do dance <laughs> numbers in it to kind of pass the time but also get it to move which in fact in in
1: the very opening of the movie you see the stern mrs Mears like poisoning the girl putting her in the car wheeling the cart to the elevator Mm -hmm. she tries to press the button it doesn't work she presses it again it doesn't work and then she starts banging and then she starts tapping for it to go down so you immediately get that this is a a ridiculous comedy of some sort like it's so good it's it's beautifully open anyway not the point so later uh this is so good it's so fucking good so she decides she's going to be like devastating the next day. She's just going to be fantastic. So she gets dolled up in her most bold outfit and has her beautiful eye makeup on and it's very sultry. And she walks down the hallway with like a, a, a new sultriness acne. to her state. Yeah, like she's yes. she's seductive. So she walks to the elevator and instead of even pressing a button, she just kind of flips her hip towards... <laughs> and the doors close and the elevator starts going down <laughs> like she doesn't have to dance or anything she just popped her hip
0: yeah she oh, it was did it so with all fucking of her good new attitude
1: oh it's so good and then they got that upside down camera movement from the elevator to the door it's so good it's so good anyway <clears throat> so she gets to work and she's going to like pump up the volume she is going to get Trevor Graden you fall in love with her this afternoon. yeah. Like, it's going to happen. So, she's pulling out all the stops. And this is one of my favorite things in the world. And this is why I think I relate to Millie the most. Because at the gates of real society in a plaid dress. I also have no idea how to flirt or seduce someone. So, <laughs> so he calls her John because she's um, Johnny on the spot. Mm-hmm. she's very good at her job, so he calls her John, which is a very bro like thing to say to this poor woman. Yeah. She doesn't get it. Like she <laughs> Anyway, so uh, she's she goes into his office, she like flings open the door, and she's like, Do you have a moam? A what? A moment. I would just love to get a man's opinion of Rudolph Valentino. In the chic he takes Agnes Ayres with brute force. Do you believe in brute force, Trevor Graydon? <laughs> and the whole time he's talking, because he goes into a whole spiel about Tom Sawyer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> which is she, fantastic. Like, she asked, uh She asked if he was sexy, and he was like, he was 12.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so She's while he's talking, she's like doing this thing with her eyes, which she should have won an Academy Award for that alone. It's so funny. And <laughs> this is me, a 100%. Anyway, so when he's done with it, he says... I think women today need a man like Tom Sawyer at 20. And she's, (laughs) I never read Tom Sawyer. Was he sexy? He was only 12 years old. Well, if you've got it, you've got it. (laughs) (laughs) Why, John? (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Anyway, so she fails miserably at that. Jimmy calls on her again. She gets pissed off. Uh, there's a whole sequence where, oh God, there's so much that happens. He climbs the building to get to her because the woman at the front of the office, which is, um, oh, what's her name? Elbows. Miss yeah. Flannelly. Miss Flannelly. Uh, <laughs> what lovely elbows you have. <laughs> oh God, I love it so much. Uh Anyway, she kicks him out of the building because Millie said she didn't want to see him anymore. Yes, and yeah, Millie was mad. Uh,
0: Millie's yeah, been mad. She doesn't want to talk to Jimmy. She just wants to <clears throat> come, Trevor. Uh, so she yeah,
1: she gets him banned from the building, and he climbs the building, very nineteen twenties, very Buster Keaton. Uh, yes. climbs to the twentieth floor, and <laughs> we'll never use an elevator again. So a whole funny Buster Keaton sequence happens where she falls out the window and she's on a flagpole and they're on the thing. And by the way, through a lot of this, there's a split screen. So, uh, not in the traditional blue screen kind of way, but in like the, uh, uh, painting kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and several moments, if you freeze frame this, uh, she falls out of the split screen and, she's missing like parts of her body cut like she falls out and you don't see her for a second. Yeah. It's very brief, but it's funny to me and filmmaker looking at it. So, <clears throat> and Jimmy's head also goes past the screen at one point, but, um, fun stuff, fun film stuff. So anyway, they make up and they decide to go, and, but I love it when <laughs> they have a good conversation, they make up and then like, she's saying goodbye and, she's closing the window and then he's kind of out on the ledge and he's like, he's like, I may never go back to elevators again, (laughs) but he's just like standing out there. on. It's like, how does he get down? (laughs) Yes. It's fantastic. So anyway, they decide to go for dinner. Uh, Ends up that he can't pay the bill because he forgot to bring money. And, but which in retrospect, you realize he's probably just trying to have fun. Like he wants to see what kind of trouble he can get into. And, what do you do if you can't pay for your food uh so they end up doing dishes in the kitchen to pay for their meal uh which she does not find a lark uh then she has to bring uh a tray of cups to the coffee (laughs) clatch which is a speakeasy everybody uh so she goes down there to deliver the cups (laughs) are you the clatch in need of cups and uh there's a fantastic scene where a woman's singing Rose of Washington Square on the stage. It's all smoky and fantastic. And Trevor Graydon's sitting there completely wasted because he was stood up by Miss Dorothy. So this is where the plot gets into the whole white slavery thing. So uh, Mrs. Mears was finally able to like poison...
0: We, yeah, she's finally succeeded.
1: Finally succeeded in doping marriage Tyler Moore. Uh brings her to the opium den <laughs> <laughs> and so now they're confused because they can't figure out why because now everybody's involved and if you think about it um jimmy's very concerned because it's his sister yeah but you don't know that yet nobody knows that yet yeah. so he's getting but millie's like you barely
0: know the girl like you barely know
1: her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um so she Basically, they they figure out at some point that Mrs. Mears is the one kidnapping these girls, and she's like she's she's always saying that sad to be all alone in the world. because well, <laughs> she did, she said that a lot.
0: Yes, sad and, to be and all alone. And Jimmy kind in the world. of knew, or not, he didn't know. He had his suspicions already, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, they basically come up with it then because they realize that mrs Mears is not telling or, the whole or truth. maybe
0: jimmy reads the paper <laughs> unlike maybe. anyone else the big headlines and yeah when they're talking um, when they're talking about things because they found the roses and he was like it's worse than i thought she was these roses are
1: doped yeah. <laughs> i love that these roses are doped oh yeah so he climbs oh yeah because he climbs out the building which of mm-hmm. course he's used to because he climbs buildings now yeah it's his new way of uh, life <laughs> So he, he gets up there, which is not a big deal because it was only like the 20th floor or whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what floor they're on. It's not the 20th. I don't think there's that many floors, but no, anyway, not the point. So he goes up there, finds out the roses are dope. These roses are doped. Uh, and they come up with this whole idea. Jimmy gets into drag. It's so much fun. Uh, this was one of the complaints by a critic, by the way, that there was this whole plot where Jimmy's in drag and it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, this is fantastic.
0: That I <laughs> loved that. I loved that all three of them were in on this plan, and Jimmy was just so ready. He was like, oh, yeah, he was
1: put me he in. He was a dress. totally down for this. Uh, put yeah. me in a dress and call me a single white lady. <laughs> I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. he goes in there, and of course it's one of Julie's dresses. It's the the, the dress is she wore and to do, sedu- yes. She, the black and white,
0: yeah, one.
1: yeah. Her seduction dress, her seduction <laughs> dress. Uh, so he gets there, uh, um, pretends to be a lady, and then I love it when, when they, the, the, her henchmen see, uh, Jimmy after they dope him because, spoiler, they dope him, um, and <laughs> They look at his face and they're like, oh God, like, Ew. and she said, well, you know, there's a <laughs> dark, what did corner. she say? There's a dark corner in the late, late shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Also this, uh, the underbelly, like, it's like the subplot. It's kind of dark. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, it's pretty intense because they take him and he's gone. He goes to the opium den and we, we walk through, um, jimmy being carried by the henchmen through cages of women with that That are half, all like, bound
1: and t- yeah they're tied yeah they're up.
0: they're tied and like gagged and they're all yeah. like trying to like moaning beg for help it's yeah. really
1: creepy they're all moaning they're not necessarily like yelling they're like
0: oh!
1: <laughs> it's really <laughs> creepy so they, <laughs> so they go in there um and i love it when um uh, because Dorothy wakes up at some point, and she <laughs> she finds a payphone or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, you got to insert money or whatever. And she said, obviously, you've never been in a Chinese opium den. <laughs> <laughs> but also... <laughs> she doesn't have cash. Ever touched a coin in her life. <laughs> never touched a coin. She doesn't even know what that is. So... Uh, anyway, so she's she wakes up. She sees Jimmy, which she's not alarmed at all that Jimmy's in drag, next to her, and this thing like it's hysterical, but it's, he's it's not waking up. It's pretty off brand for
0: Jimmy, I would say. Yeah, he's I mean, into I've only known Jimmy crazy. for a couple of days, but I was like, it
1: <laughs> tracks. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so Millie and well, Millie and Trevor were supposed to figure things out anyway they end up chasing
0: trevor was supposed to drive like getaway car car. she she like millie's the only person who isn't doped up at this point
1: she yes because trevor is hit with a poison dart by mrs mears and he's just sitting in the car like sitting up straight like with a look on his face he's doped
0: yeah Uh, he's just like frozen in place so and millie gets
1: in and she's like she's like okay see that van right there trevor Graydon? just pull out and follow them you're not following them trevor 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 and she realizes then she has to drive the getaway car Mm -hmm. and of course she has to remember that's the what does she say that's the that's the uh, gas. That's the brake. <laughs> that's the clutch. That's, that's the gas, starter. That's the, break.
0: that's the that's the starter. That's the brake. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's like, I hope, and she. she I uh, hope she speeds yeah. off. Yeah, and they go to so she... Chinatown, and she eventually loses them because they go, they take Jimmy through a false um, wall. Yes, it's like a door, and so she's trying to figure out where they are. She's trying to describe them. Have you seen? Um, a man in a beautiful dress, or a with a big red one. bloom. Yeah, <laughs> like and people are just like, "What are you?" No, and she's happening? very she's very out of place, and she sees a group of women standing out on the storefront, and they're staring at her. She tries to act casual. Yeah, and they have they have one like, of those
1: nineteen twenties uh silent film cards that says, yeah. just act nonchalant. And this is where her cigarettes come into play that she bought at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Where she's she, like, oh. she doesn't smoke. She just bought it for the mod look, right?
1: Yeah, she it was yeah. supposed to be for the look of it. Um so she gets her cigarettes out, she badly opens the pack and drops some out and yes. then she eventually gets one lit and she of course is hacking it up alone because she's never smoked before
0: mm-hmm. so
1: she, she tosses a cigarette behind her
0: in an open window <laughs> and she's like never mind smoking's not for me today is the day i quit smoking and uh, and
1: it turns out it's a firework factory which mm-hmm. is where all the girls are being held so she sets off all the fireworks <laughs> then she hears uh miss dorothy screaming so she runs in mm-hmm. they eventually get everything going they get out of there they're carrying jimmy and <laughs> and of course miss dorothy is very concerned because she's like do you think he'll become an addict with all the dope and everything <laughs> well it never hurts sleep and beauty or snow white <laughs> <laughs> so funny uh so they get him out of there they put him in the car uh they're driving off and eventually trevor grayden wakes up miss dorothy's very happy to see him they drive off to long island and Mm -hmm. they uh, meet um muzzy at her house as a hideout and of course unbeknownst to them mrs mears followed them so mrs mears is hiding in the shadows yeah, and while she they retell all their adventures to Muzzy and everything, and then eventually, um, Mrs. Mears pops out, and she's going to accost them, and they do a whole that we forgot to tell you about. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about. Like there's all these callbacks, like you what? say. Mrs. Uh, not Muzzy. Muzzy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Carol Channing did a whole song "Do It Again," where she was shot out of a cannon. This is when the first date happened. So they took yeah. uh, m- um, Mrs. Dorothy to Miss Dorothy. I'm sorry <laughs> to the hippodrome, uh, and they saw the show, and it turned out to be Muzzy was in um, Italian acrobatic act, and she was shot out of a cannon onto the stage, and it uh, and did a whole number. So basically, this whole sequence at the end is them imitating that sequence, because of course you could do it after you saw it once in the theater. Uh, So they do this whole scene where they're... Oh, excuse me. They're kicking the asses of the henchmen.
0: They're knocking the bad guy back and forth in an acrobatic type way. uh, Yes. That mimics the performance we saw earlier.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, So they do all that. They tie up the bad guys. Mrs. Mears gets hers. (laughs) she gets dumped in the water uh i she mean
0: all the up all and the little falls into the water i was like well somebody better pull her out she's gonna drown
1: yeah and then i love it when she's <laughs> they have a close-up on her covered in water tied up and she says sad to be all alone in the world and then she uh-huh. hiccups <laughs> and then you see the end of the movie which is where everybody gets married <laughs> including carol channing to one of her many many instructors what is it you teach um which was a joke throughout the movie again like i said there's so much going on in this movie that
0: there's a lot yeah
1: there's a lot Uh, this is definitely a movie that you should see to understand what we're talking about for most of it it's very good it's very funny uh but yeah then there's the end and we have a reprise of the thoroughly modern millie song yeah. Oh, and at the oh she oh they finally learn, yeah. Oh, I forgot that part. Uh, <laughs> the end after they tie up the bad guys and everything gets resolved, then she's going to go off to Jimmy's room again. She does the whole sequence like you know Jimmy call back. Uh, she's flouncing around the mansion. She's mm-hmm. going towards Jimmy's door and she sees uh Miss Dorothy going into Jimmy's room and she's like God damn it. And then she sees Muzzy going into Jimmy's room. And she's like, what? And, and she's then she's like, kind of pissed. So yeah. she marches in there and she's like, Muzzy, what? And um, <laughs> that's when they reveal the whole situation. That uh, the whole thing that we told you earlier where uh, they were sent out into They're the all world by family. Muzzy.
0: Yeah.
1: They're all family. It's his mom, sister, blah, blah, blah. And he's really a multimillionaire. And... <laughs> Oh, you do have nice eyes. Um, (laughs) Then when they get married or whatever, at the very end. Oh, oh, that's another thing that was really cute was that uh, T comes in and they don't do anything without the approval of T, which is their uh, Asian butler, basically.
0: Yeah, he basically um, raised him or mentored him after his father died.
1: Yes. And And they don't do anything without his approval. Yeah. And he approves of Millie and he says she's a good old fashioned girl, which is hysterical because she's thoroughly she was, modern,
0: Millie. She was trying to be modern, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he says, uh, What do you want? You know, what is the first thing you want or whatever? And she says, A checkbook by Jingo. People can, or rich people can, or no, poor people can nickel and dime me to death. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> a checkbook by Jingo. I used to say that a lot. (laughs) A checkbook by Jingo. Um, Yeah, so that's the end. Everybody's happy and it's great.
0: Yeah, they all live happily ever after and the baddies are arrested. Well, at least one of them are. Yeah.
1: Beat the drums because here comes the really modern Millie.
0: No. (laughs) Boop, boop, be-doop, boop. What What would you rate this movie, John? Um ten toes. Ten, oh my.
1: I told you this is I mean, is I
0: expected that, honestly. Other
1: than Barry, other than Barry Lyndon. Yeah. This is ten toes. This is a very well made film. I, I say what you will about it, but it's very not you, but I others, am- I suppose. <laughs> <coughs> others can say what they will about this movie, but I think it's a fine feature
0: film. Right on. I think I'd give it seven and a half. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good.
1: I'll, oh, another thing I meant to mention was uh, this film was only in full screen until the DVD. And I actually wrote a letter to Universal <laughs> asking for this to come out on DVD. And I said I would like it to be in widescreen. <laughs> I would like it to have the entrance and exit musics along with the intermission. And when it came out on DVD, I literally got all those things. I was like, did they read my letter? Because they (laughs) did all of it. But, but, there's a problem with this. So this is a um, matted widescreen film. So kind of like Eyes Wide Shut or, I mean, I don't know, any kind of, It's where they mat the top and the bottom for widescreen presentation at a theater, but the frame was actually, there's more to it than what, does that make sense? Am I saying this correctly?
0: Are you saying that they filmed it in full screen and they cut off, they put black bars on it to give it, give the presentation of widescreen?
1: Yes. And the only reason I know this is because that's, um, I think
0: that's called letterbox uh, widescreen.
1: Yes, um, and like I said, the only reason that I'm for sure that this is true, and I'm kind of pissed about this because I don't have my VHS anymore. I got rid of it when I got the DVD, and then I didn't realize until uh, a while later that I was missing part of the movie. And I say that because okay, so it, there's a sequence where they go to the wedding of a friend. And Julie Andrews sings uh, the Jewish Wedding Song, which we completely forgot yeah, to mention. Yeah,
0: because, you know. like, it didn't even need to be there.
1: <laughs> oh, it did. That it is one did. of my favorite things ever.
0: It doesn't <laughs> favorite thing. It had no value to the plot.
1: No, but Julie Andrews singing that is fantastic. I love singing along to that. That's it one of my favorite things. And like, if there was <laughs> a
0: Xenomorph in this movie, you would love it, but it would still have
1: a <laughs> plot. Well, true. Uh, I also love it when <laughs> she's singing up there and she's singing the song in, in Hebrew and Mary Tyler Moore's there as her guest or whatever. And she says, at one point she points to Julie Andrews to one of the people at the wedding and she says, it's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. But anyway, uh, my the reason that I know this was matted was because at the very end of that, uh, the the bouquet is thrown at the end and Millie catches it and they do this close-up on Millie. Like, they the camera zooms in. Yes. Or I would say moves in. It's probably tracking. They move in on Millie and when they did that, I always thought it was funny because the trumpet player that's, like, right at the bottom of the screen, uh, he has this look on his face and it's the weirdest look on his face uh, looking at her kind of like... I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, he looks like an extra that was very, very bored. And it was probably like the 50th take that they did. (laughs) So (laughs) he's just looking at her with this really strange look on his face. And I always loved that guy's face in that bottom of the screen. And when you watch it on DVD, he's cut out. And I'm like, I can't see my trumpet player anymore. So I was kind of disappointed about that. Anyway, um, what is your, yeah, what's your recommend?
0: I want to say, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I would say, Bye bye, Birdie. Oh, wow. I think that's fun. I think that would be fun here with this. That or, or On the Town, but On the Town was like very the only reason I think of On the Town it, with Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly uh, is because it was just so very very fun it was just mm. like a fun movie and this was also a fun movie uh, but there's no relation of like a girl going to a town trying to make make something else of herself which Bye Bye Birdie kind of has Yeah. yeah yeah um So go ahead with yours.
1: I was just blanking. You're just trying Um, to think of one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Stolfatine, Stolfatine. Gosh, I don't know. I would say, I I honestly thought you were going to recommend Hello Dolly.
1: You know, I thought about it, but then I was kind of, I feel cheated because The only reason I would suggest that is because of Carol Channing, but then Carol Channing's not Hello, Dolly. So I kind of don't want to suggest Hello, Dolly, even though it is fantastic, which was directed by uh, Gene Kelly. Fun fact. Oh, Um, I did not know that. I actually think I would recommend another Gene Kelly. I'm going to go with The Obvious, Singing in the Rain. That's a good one, yeah. Because it's the transition from silent to talky, and I think that's a perfect... Kind of another view of the twenties sort of thing,
0: okay, right on, um oh, what's that? I mean, it doesn't matter. We can end the podcast
1: or time. or the great Gatsby okay hm mm. actually yeah i might i'm I'm gonna go with the great Gatsby, uh I would say more so, the Boz Lerman with Leonardo DiCaprio. Because oh. I feel like that's a lot more fun <laughs> than the original adaptation, which was uh, Robert Redford. Um, beautiful film. Both of them are very good. But the, I think Boz's is a little more fun. This, it, which is in tune with the fun of this film. So,
0: Both dark,
1: though. Very depressing. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this one was know. also dark. Let's not... <laughs>
1: Actually, yeah, you're right. This one did have its dark... You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with The Great Gatsby. (laughs) A little more realistic portrayal, but also fun. Um,
0: (laughs) Also fun. Also um, Hidden Millionaire. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Good times. Yeah, good good stuff.
0: Good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Oh. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, review, review, something like that, something like that. It's uh, late. Follow I don't us know on social is. medias, one foot podcast <laughs> uh, everywhere. One foot are one foot on the ground on Facebook. We've got Instagram, Twitter, the facey bees, and we have an email uh, comments, concerns, suggestions, anything like that. One foot podcast at gmail.com. And yes. uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another flick
1: another flick we don't know yet
0: yeah we have we'll haven't discussed it, it we haven't discussed it officially what the next one's going to be we got kind of wonked with we're our, uh, it, with this whole listing.
1: situation has wonked us a lot yeah i have to say yeah i'm very wonked
0: <laughs> but yeah so <laughs> um yeah uh bye uh raspberries